Welcome to Broken Pie Chart Podcast, episode 114. I'm your host, Derek Moore, and today we're going to be asking, what exactly is a SPAC, S-P-A-C, or Special Purpose Acquisition Company? What are these? Why are they gaining in popularity? And kind of what are they, what are some of the potential pitfalls? What are some of the good things about them? want to give it just a general idea of what they are since they've been in the news and a couple people said, hey, what is this stuff I read about with these blank check companies and they bring people public, are they good or bad and why are they gaining popularity? Well, SPAC, again, stands for Special Purpose Acquisition Company. And uh, you've, I mentioned it in the, in the teaser, it's, it's a lot of people refer to them as blank check companies. And basically what happens is a manager, and so Chamath is one of the big ones out there. Uh, I think there's been some other big names. And they basically, you know, go ahead and raise money, raise capital, and they raise it from investors. And, and the idea with a SPAC is, hey, give us this, uh, give us these funds, and we as the, the manager, we'll go and we'll find something to, to go into. And if we can't find anything, we'll return your capital. So you're, you're sort of putting your faith and trust in these managers that they'll vet uh, a company that's private and eventually, you know, bring it public. And so the, the thing with a, a SPAC, though, is if we think about, and, and I'll just kind of explain the, the general timeline of these. So it, it's sort of like, I mean, it could take like two years is, uh, is generally the idea here. And so when a SPAC, uh, think about, you know, that same manager, they go out and they raise funds and they say, and that's why a blank check, if you're investing money in it, you don't know essentially what they're going to do with the money. But they create these SPACs, uh, they go ahead and raise the money. Uh, but they, they do an IPO, which is initial public offering. And so you've got this, this company, this SPAC, that's trading on a market. It IPOs, meaning it's a first public offering. Uh, you can, as an investor, you could buy or sell shares in it um, as you're sort of waiting to find out you know, what, what they're going to invest in. And over that time, basically they go and they, they look at companies. They look and they search for private opportunities and they have to, I, I mean, I, I imagine there's some negotiation that goes on. There's some back and forth. Uh, but a good example of this, I believe, wasn't it Virgin Galactic uh, eventually went public through a SPAC? And I don't have all the details on that. But uh, in that case, the SPAC was trading under some you know, symbol that didn't really mean too much. And then eventually, they the SPAC merged or acquired Virgin Galactic, and then eventually they changed the ticker symbol and changed the name, and then Virgin Galactic essentially was the, you know, took the place of the SPAC name and the SPAC symbol, and just was trading on its own. But as a way that they brought that public, and so if you think about this, you know, you've got to got to find this company. They'll have, uh, I imagine, you know, the, there's probably a vote by the shareholders. Um, and so what happens is at the end of all this, and they only have two years, 
So that's an important thing because let's say they raise all this money and they talk to companies, they can't create a deal or they don't find anything. Um, you know, they'll, they'll actually have to close down the SPAC and go ahead and return capital money to shareholders. If they find something and it's, it's approved, they do what's called a SPAC merger. And basically they merge with one of these companies. Remember the SPAC is just a blank check company. They don't do anything. They don't make anything. They don't sell anything. All they're doing is they're looking to see if they can find a target. So they find this target, they, they agree to a merger. And then what happens is it, you know, the SPAC goes away and then this company that they've essentially quasi brought public, uh, they eventually, you know, winds up trading on its own and that's the company. Okay. So that's generally the, the series here. And with some of these, you know, SPAC managers, they might have a number of these because every SPAC is, is, I believe every SPAC has to be their own. Um, I don't think they can merge with multiple companies. I'm not quite sure of that but they look for these opportunities. So some of these people doing these might have a number of different SPACs and symbols, and those are issued at a certain date. You know, you have two years to, to actually find an opportunity. So there have been a lot of, I don't want to call it controversy, but, you know, discussion back and forth on CNBC and other places. Are these good ideas? Are they bad ideas? And, and really what you as an investor should be thinking about. Um, recently, uh, somebody published an article. They they sent it to me. Uh, actually, it wasn't too recent. It was back in January, uh, but I'll, I'll post it in the in the show notes. But this this article on seeking alpha, one of the things they raised was the incentive structure. And so basically, managers, um, you know, they have an incentive. Um, they get fees. They get uh, you know whether it's pr- promote the SPAC. Um, but again, if, if they don't find an investment, you got to give the money back to investors. So the author of this article, it doesn't show me, I don't know why it doesn't show me the author's name, but again, I'll, I'll link to it in the, uh, in the show notes because I thought it was a good article. But they pointed out that either the SPAC manager, I'm quoting from the article, either the SPAC manager finds an investment and keeps the large fees, upfront fees, um, and the promotion fees, or the SPAC manager has to give money back to investors. And so the author's point was, uh, you know, they're, they're heavily incented, quoting again from the article, to find an investment. And uh, inevitably, they will find an investment whether or not it is good or not. That's the author's words, not mine. And so that, that does raise an interesting point with some of these. And I think it's worth noting that in CNBC, I was sort of surprised CNBC actually did this because they've let some of these managers go on and essentially have like a half-hour infomercial uh, about, you know, the company, announce the company they're going to merge with, what the, the SPAC, the blank check company was going to become. And, you know, some of these have, I think in the case of Virgin Galactic, I have no idea if now if it's a good company to invest in. I, I honestly have not looked at their financials. I have no idea what they are. I don't think they've gone to space yet, right? Maybe that's uh, that's coming. Uh, but in that case, you had a SPAC that probably IPO'd at one price and then went up considerably after the announcement of the, the Virgin Galactic. I mean, you had uh, it's a pretty big name. 
Richard Branson's involved with that. Of course, if you don't know who Richard Branson is, go ahead and Google him. He's been on Shark Tank. Uh, he's written books about business, uh, you know, any number of things. But there have been other ones, and I can't remember the name. I remember one day the guy was on CNBC, and he was, again, CNBC literally gave him like a half-hour infomercial where they're they're talking about the company that they're going to uh, merge with and bring public via the SPAC IPO process. And I believe the the SPAC price went down after they announced it. And probably people were like, oh, we thought we were going to have a Virgin Galactic or something more exciting. We got XYZ. I don't remember what the company did, but uh, people weren't very excited for that. So that's the thing. If you're investing in one of these, you have no idea what company they're going to go ahead and, and wind up merging with and, and bring public. And so if it's one that turned out to be a foundational, you know, generational unicorn company and uh, you wouldn't have otherwise been able to invest pre-IPO, that may work out. If it's something that, you know, isn't as exciting or perceived as exciting, right, because perception's a big deal, that would, uh, that would sort of be detrimental to your investment. So that is one of the downsides. So how have SPAC companies done since they've gone public? Well, in that same article on Seeking Alpha, they pointed to some data that Renaissance Capital put out. And Renaissance Capital, according to them, they said, of the 313 SPAC IPOs since the start of 2015, uh, 93, so 93 out of the 313, uh, completed mergers and, and uh, they've taken the company public. And then they, they showed some performance data. Again, I'm reading this from, uh, uh, from the article. Uh, the common shares have delivered an average loss of minus 9.6% and the median return of negative 29.1% compared to the average aftermarket return of 47.1% for traditional IPOs since 2015. And so they also said only 29 of the SPACs in this group which is just over 30% of those, had positive returns. And this was, um, this was data through September 30th, 20. So that's actually kind of, uh, I mean, now that's uh, three, is that uh, four? That's like six months ago. So in fairness, we don't have the updated data. And so basically, according to this, of these 313 SPACs, if only 93 completed mergers, and the article points that out, they either fail to find a target and return shareholder capital, uh, or the SPACs are so new and they're still in the process of you know, creating the merger. So that could be it as well. But um, the ones that I mentioned that were big is uh, Virgin Galactic and also, oh, DraftKings. That was the other one. DraftKings was one that... Uh, so those two are sort of the, the big success stories. Um, again, I don't know anything about those companies' financials or anything like that. But So I, the reason I wanted to cover this is because I think these get some outsized coverage. And I mentioned the CNBC thing. So I haven't seen it as much lately, but I feel like a couple months ago, they would bring on one of these managers and the manager would talk. It seemed like they would talk for an hour straight. And, you know, you could imagine if you had to buy advertising on CNBC for 30 seconds or two minutes, much less, you know, a half hour. It might, have, it might only have been a half hour. I don't remember. It felt like it was an hour. But they just went on there and they, they talked about 
all of the different things you know that were great about this company they were bringing public and talked about their SPACs that you know are upcoming and, and they're going to have uh, target companies. And so it was this kind of weird thing where um, I just thought it was odd that uh, CBC let them do that because uh, essentially it was a pitch and you know that's that's fine, but uh, it, it was just odd to me. So anytime something is, it's not new, but it's, I, I definitely think their popularity, I've never seen them this popular before, you know, raises a lot of interest, raises a lot of people searching on Google for them. Um, but actually, as of, uh, I think it was last week, an article in the Wall Street Journal titled SPAC Hot Streak Put on Ice by Regulatory Warnings, and the subheading was SEC Steps Up Scrutiny of Accounting and Growth Projections and Newly Formed uh, uh what do they say this was? Newly formed, uh, newly newly public startups. And so, you know, in the article, it was a good article, I'll link to it, um, mentioned that SPACs raised $100 billion so far this year. So that's 2021. And last year was a, a record, but that was only $83.4 billion. And so this year, I mean, year to date, we're only uh, coming into May now. That's uh, that's quite a bit, and they mentioned these have been around for thirty years, so that's that's quite a uh, quite a record. But it does appear that the SEC, uh, one of the things they they said it was either the last week or last couple of weeks, the SEC um, in the article so it was largely silent about SPACs through most of last year. Questioned the optimistic, and I'm reading from the I'm quoting here from the article. Uh, Question the optimistic revenue projections used by startups that are merging with SPACs. And SEC, the SEC warning uh, could require some SPACs to restate their financial results, putting the brakes on new offerings. So there's, there's definitely going to be some scrutiny in here. I think, uh, you know, I've seen some reports that they felt like some of the disclosures or some of the um, projections were a little too rosy. So this is going to be an area to, to watch. Um, so here's, I think, I think the downside for investors are this. If you're putting money, so some of these managers have pretty big names. I mentioned Chamath. Uh, I mentioned, I didn't mention anybody else, but, uh, you know, Chamath was the one whose company brought uh, Virgin Galactic, or Virgin, yeah, Virgin Galactic, public through a SPAC. But the challenge is if you invest in one of these prior to knowing what the company is, you might be disappointed when they do pick a company. Um, the other thing too is you have two years. So let's say you put your money into one of these things and two years goes by and then they say, well, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't get anything. We didn't find anything. So we're just going to return your, your money. Um, it, it, there is an opportunity cost to that. So your opportunity cost is, of course, what you could have earned in another investment, uh, but you didn't because you were in this and you just wound up getting you know, your money returned to you. And so that, that is a risk for investors. As I mentioned, you don't know what they're going to put the money into. And as the, the Seeking Alpha article pointed out, there are some incentives for managers in the form of fees, or I believe they also get um, whatever they they merge with, I think they also get a number of shares that are carved out and uh, and given to them. So 
And the article pointed out, you know, the incentive is to go ahead and bring something public. And maybe that's, maybe that incentive might have a manager bring something public that potentially, um, you know, maybe is not something that was the best idea, right? So that, again, according to the article. So on, when it comes to SPACs, I think you just have to be aware. Uh, I think you have to understand what they are, understand the incentive structure, the timeline of this. So again, you put your money in and you might have uh, any number of, of time. And by the way, you can buy these after they come public. Um, it just may not be at the IPO price. So you might have a SPAC that opened at, let's say, 10, and now it's trading at 18, and you still don't know what company they're going to bring public because uh, they haven't done that yet. So these these sort of trade. And if it works out, eventually uh, your SPAC goes away. You wind up having shares in this new entity. And uh, if it works out, great. So, But I think you just got to understand the timelines, understand what they are. And, you know, like anything, keep uh, keep your position sizing small here with regard to SPACs. And finally, one of the other things that I've noticed, by the way, uh, anytime something gets really popular, um, by popular, whether in the just the vernacular of the, the consciousness of, of the investment world or on CNBC or in magazines, you start to see some people not in finance getting involved. And uh, I think this was as of uh, March, I saw that uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Steph Curry, Serena Williams, Alex Rodriguez, Colin Kaepernick, um, a number of athletes and uh, you know other celebrities, I think, uh, are getting involved in these. And I don't know what their involvement is uh, or anything like that, but um, you are seeing you know those people come off the sidelines. So, and then finally, I mean, one of the benefits of this though is that if a company wanted to go public, um, you know, I believe when they go public via SPAC and it's a merger, there's less red tape, less time, maybe less cost to the money, uh, to the company, although I don't know that. Um, so maybe there's something in the IPO process, the, the traditional IPO process, that all these SPACs might spur some change. Maybe there's some, some improvements in this process in the industry that could happen. So maybe that's a, that's something that could actually bind up being a positive. So, all right, folks, we'll leave it there. As always, uh, rather than waste time and, you know, rating and reviewing and starring and doing all that, go ahead and pass this to someone that you might think uh, might benefit from it, uh, especially somebody who doesn't listen to a podcast. You know, a lot, of pe- a lot of people listen to a podcast, but a lot of people don't know what they are yet. How do you get them? What, what player do I use? Where do I go for that? So, it's always helpful if you can go ahead and uh, forward the link for this one or other episodes to uh, to someone who will enjoy it. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.